0: Welcome to Hanging at the Hanger Bar. I'm
1: Scott. I'm Candice. I'm Lariah. And I'm Lacey. Grab a drink and come hang with us at the Hanger Bar.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hanging at the Hanger Bar. Today, we're going to talk an awful lot about screen time and some of the changes that they're making in Walt Disney World. Before we do that, just as as every week, our reminder is check out our Instagram at Hanging at the Hanger Bar, and you can also check out our Facebook page by the same title. Just interact with us. Let us know what you'd like us to talk about. We will jump right into this episode. Screens. Disney is becoming more and more reliant across all of their experiences on phone time. Genie and Genie Plus, FastPass Plus was also heavily reliant on screens. Maybe not as much so as Genie and Genie Plus. And we'll talk a little bit. Well, again, we're not the best source for how Genie and Genie Plus works, but we know enough to be dangerous. So we'll talk about it a little bit. But even across the cruise lines, they don't even do paper itineraries anymore. It's all done through your phone app. You have to be connected to their Wi-Fi. You don't have to pay for their Wi-Fi to be able to use their app. But for you to know what's going on on board, you have to have a phone. To be in the parks efficiently, you have to be somewhat reliant on your phone. It is almost... Well, you couldn't go to a park right now and not be on your phone for at least part of it. Because your reservations are there. If you don't want to pay for a magic band, you have to use your phone to get into the park. You have to... If you want to, if you want to go order quick service, they are all right now. You have to mobile order and then go pick it up, and that's some of that staffing shortages due to COVID and that kind of thing for the quick service. But they're pushing that. They were pushing that way before COVID anyway, Mm -hmm. so they really want you on your screen. And I don't know how to feel about that.
2: I do. It makes me angry. Tell us more. Well, the Disney parks, in my opinion, are an experience in themselves, and if you have your face in a screen, you miss so many of the small details that make Disney what Disney is, and I'm not saying the technology is bad, because even when they first rolled out the My Disney Experience app, it's a great service, but the thing about it is, is that people forget that they are there for the experience and not just what's next on my phone, or what is my phone telling me to do next?
0: Yeah, it becomes more about, I think you said that perfectly, so I won't try and change it, by being more about what's next, is you miss the ambiance, you miss the ability to be immersed in the experience, and then it does, it becomes about I have to fiddle with my phone so I can get to the next ride the fastest. As we've started watching some of the, the vlogs that we enjoy watching that are starting to use genie plus, honestly, it's, it's making me angry. Like I get angry when I watch because they're already trying to figure out ways to override the system so they can maximize their day and go and get as many genie plus reservations as, as you can. And, oh, if you do this, like if you start refreshing right after you pass the first checkpoint, you can get a second one. If you wait, if you 121st minute, you can get your second one. So you have to make sure you you stay connected. Like, no, no, don't do that. The, you're, you're going to ruin what they intended that app to be. That app was meant to pull you out of your phone. Mm-hmm. So you could go to it to say, okay, here's where I'm at. I have a dining reservation in two hours. Where has the lowest weight that I can go use? Oh, I'm, I'm willing to pay the $15 for Genie Plus. So can I get in this area a Genie, a lightning lane reservation that I can go to on my way over to my reservation? It was intended to help you maneuver around the parks. But everything that I've seen so far from all these local vloggers is they're just refreshing and they'll go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth because it's all about skipping the line. And that drives me insane Because Disney is not about skipping the line.
2: Right. And I think that we have to keep in mind when we're saying all of this that people have different priorities and people value different things. So if you're going to Disney just to ride rides and you don't care about the ambiance and you don't care about the history and you don't care about this, that and the other. Fine. If you want to waste your time with your nose and your phone, refreshing for 25 minutes straight until you think you've juked the system and figure out something... Fine. You can pay the same amount of money that I have to be in that park and have it be like every other amusement park because of what you're doing.
0: Yeah. You can turn Disney into World Fun.
2: Sure. But if you truly want the Disney experience, use it the way it was intended, get your nose out of your phone and enjoy where you are and the experience of being in a Disney park.
1: Because they're different than any other amusement park on the planet. See, my thing with this is when I think back to all of our trips that we took together, the best parts of them were our spontaneous parts. Nomad's Lounge, when we just decided to just go sit and have a drink, that was one of my most happiest moments was because a was unexpected. So I had no way of setting any sort of expectations for that moment. And B was just kind of in the moment what we all felt like doing. And I think and we've talked about this for future trips, how we want to have more of those spontaneous moments where everything is not planned, like, okay, we're going to ride this and then we're going to go here and do this attraction. And then we're going to go here and eat lunch. And then we're going to go here. I think that going there and like you said, Candace, people are different. Some people need that day planned out like to the very minute. And that's perfectly fine. But I do think that you should if you're a planner, I think you should have one day where you maybe have like a couple of meal reservations and maybe a couple of fast pass or sorry what are lightning Lightning lane? lane yeah I think that's okay but I really think like what we did was when we would go to an area and we'd see oh um Splash Mountain only has like a 20 minute wait let's just go get in line it's not on our itinerary but we're just gonna go do it because we're here it's 20 minutes and so yeah I think it's important to just kind of like let go of the control and just just mosey around and go, oh, this, I want a lemonade. Let's go stop here, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's, you get some of that with a $3,000 a person vacation. You almost feel like you have to plan it. But I would love to see people go into it with a, here, my plan includes that some, at some point today, I have to get on these three rides. These are my three must do's doesn't matter when I get to them as long as I get to them. That's going to make that's going to be a happy day for me. And too often it becomes I spent three thousand dollars to be here this week. I have to do everything,
2: which is not possible. I don't care how you do it. It is not possible to do everything.
0: Yeah, you're going to you're going to miss restaurants. You're going to miss rides. You're going to miss experiences. And that's okay. Disney wants you to miss experiences because that's what brings you back again. Oh, I didn't get to do that. I need to go back to that park again. Shoot.
3: Well, (laughs) that is like thinking the negative aspects of that situation where, yes, you pay so much money to be there, so of course you want to do everything. Like, absolutely you would want to. But on the positive side, you will never not have something to do at Disney. So thinking just getting what you can get to and then you know just loving what you're doing in the moment and not just being like okay I'm doing this but then next I have to do this because then you are not present you are not experiencing what you're meant to experience at Disney you're always thinking ahead and being like okay well I'm gonna have more fun on this so I'm not gonna have fun right now that's like what you're putting in your head when you're Doing all those things. Right. And I know that we've talked about like
2: watching different videos on Genie and Genie Plus and that sort of thing. And we've not had the opportunity to experience that real life yet. But we've been talking about it. And I've made the comment to Scott that we, I feel, have been there enough now that when we plan our next trip, I think it's going to be we're going to grab a couple of dinner reservations. At the places that we love. And the rest of it is going to be fly by the seat of our pants. Let it happen as it happens. Grab quick service for the rest of the meals. And just see how it all shakes out. But the one thing I will recall from our very first trip together. Was the back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Tell that story.
0: Yeah, so the first time we went... Candace was already the map because she had spent decades studying park maps, even though she had only been once. She had spent decades studying the maps. And I I learned really quickly on that trip that the wrong answer is to chase ride times. Let's go here and get on this ride next. So we're at we're at Haunted Mansion. Let's go over to the people mover. Oh, let's go back and do Big Thunder. So we did a whole lot of crisscrossing back and forth across that park because the map over here wasn't, we weren't married long enough for her to start yelling at me yet. <laughs> and even though she needed to. And so she was just kind of following me and it kind of, it came to a head right in the hub when I'm like, no, let's go this way. And she's like, stop, <laughs> this is where we're at. This is where we need to go to be able to do that. And I'm like, I think you're wrong. I'm going to follow you, but I think you're wrong. Spoiler alert, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> and it, ever since then, every trip we've taken, we kind of start to the left and go around and do everything that we want to do in that land before we move on to the next one. And
2: it's just not efficient to backtrack. You waste so much time going from thing to thing to thing to thing if you're pinballing all over the park when. Just knock it out as you go around in the circle.
0: Yeah, and when you're on your phone chasing wait times and you're going back and forth and back and forth, people forget that that walk time to get to that lower weight ride is the same as waiting. So if you have Big Thunder that's a 40-minute wait and you have Space Mountain that's a 20-minute wait and you leave from Splash to go over to Space because it has a lower wait time – You spend 20 minutes walking across the park to wait in a 20-minute line. You've waited 40 minutes for that ride when you could have saved yourself some steps and just gotten in that 40-minute line for Big Thunder. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing I don't like about Genie is it's going to try and force you to go to those lower weight things. Disney's doing it for park management. Mm -hmm, They're trying to get people out of pinch points and that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. it's going to say, hey... We notice you're here. You said this was one of your have-to-dos. Right now is the lowest wait time for that, that it's going to be all day. You should head over there. Even if it is halfway across the park. It's not. It's more concerned about evening wait times out across the entire park, which there's some goodness to that. Right. But I also think we're, like you said, we may just put our phones in our pockets other than our reservations and just... if. We'll do standby for everything. Galaxy's Edge. I'll pay for that lightning lane to get Unrise the Resistance.
2: Oh, that's a fancy ride.
0: Yeah. Ex- I'll pay for the lightning lane. Right. I don't know that we need Genie Plus, though, other than you get cool, cool Snapchat filters with it. <laughs> yeah. And so let me ask this. Do you think that Disney is just living into our reliance on our phones every day?
2: No, I I don't think so. I think they have, they're trying to manage crowd control a little bit, and they've tried to do that various ways, like through different pricing models and that kind of thing, but they're getting to the point where if they're not careful, they're going to price themselves out of competition. Like, if it gets too much more expensive, people are going to start filtering to universal because it's the less expensive option.
0: Which I think they want.
2: a point but that's also a whole lot of revenue that's going a little bit down the street
0: yeah i i think but that's we talked about that in the previous episode though disney fans are loyal fans they are it's going to take a lot how much would you have to pay for your next trip to orlando to be at universal instead of disney how much would they have to charge no see and you're 85 percent of all all disney guests they're they're there to be at Disney.
2: Yeah. And that's the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean as as far as the Genie and the Genie Plus things, I think it is it's sort of
1: just the way of the world at this point. Yeah. Technology is everything. That's what I was going to say is that it's they're using their resources wisely. They are because everyone most most mostly everyone has a smartphone. I don't know too many people who do not have a smartphone. And most people are comfortable on their smartphone, know how to navigate it. And so it's really easy for all of these companies to just come out with an app, which is fine. I, I mean, I go to the movies, I use my app on my phone, I order Chipotle off of my app, it's very convenient. However, like you said, Candice, when you're at the parks and you're always concerned about what's going on on that app, it it does take away from the magic. But there are some people who go to Disney and just want to do their rides and leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it's wrong, like, but it is. <laughs> if you're going to Disney and just doing the rides, I can almost guarantee you're not going to enjoy it as much as someone who's there to be there well a little suggestion
3: for that is go to the after hours event if you just want to ride the rides go to the after hours event it's going to be so much easier and you're not going to be stressed at all you're not going to be staring at your phone Um, like go to Disney enjoy the day parks and then if you're for the rides, to go to the after hours.
1: Well, here's my thing is that remember when we went to Hollywood Studios in the morning and we were deciding between Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror, and we chose Rock and Roller Coaster first, mm-hmm. I believe. And I can't remember if we were on the single rider's lane or if it was just a shorter wait time. I cannot remember. I think it was just shorter. Or okay. Do we
0: have a fast pass for.
1: I don't think we had the fast pass because we were deciding on which one to go to first. I don't think because we got paired with another lady Mm -hmm. who was there and I sat by her and she told us that the wait time for this ride is usually very long. So she, her husband and I think her son went into the single rider line and they said that they just keep doing it for a while and, because it's a shorter wait time right then and there. And to me, I, I just kind of laugh to myself. Like, are, I know this ride is fun. But there are other fun parts at this park, too. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of crazy how some people are just like, nope, I want to ride this ride. And I'm going to ride it five times in a row. Because I love this ride and I don't want to wait in line for an hour. And those are the people who go to Disney and have their rides that they really, really like, and they just want to get the thrill, and then I don't know what they do after. Yeah. To your point, though, there's
2: something to be – and I appreciate the, the method of a single rider line. I really mm-hmm. do. But there's something to be said for the magic of riding a ride with your travel party. hmm Because mm-hmm. you get to experience it all together, all at the same time, where you're not split up with a bunch of strangers. And thinking, oh, well, should I scream or should I not scream because these people don't know me and I don't want them to think I'm a freak.
0: Yeah, that was your experience with Smuggler's Run, <laughs> right, Lariah? Yeah. Like, you just got in with a really horrible group because we did the yeah. single rider because we didn't want to wait in line. And come to find out, we we missed out on the story because the single rider line for that one took you up a back staircase Instead of sending you through all of the, the story elements that made that ride what it is. Yeah. Which we walked out of that ride going, this ride was stupid.
2: But I did anyway. there again, yeah. when you're talking about priorities, if your priority is to get that ride and get it off check marked off your list, you don't care about the story, I feel like. That's true. It's just get it over, get it done, and move on. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think we only did that because we wanted to get on the ride and we had a reservation we had. So we the the wait time was like a seventy five or eighty minute mm. queue line, but we knew we could get on quickly with the single rider.
1: Well, and our mission, right there, is we all just kind of wanted to. Exp- it was like a last minute thing. We weren't even planning on right. doing Galaxy's Edge. We uh-huh. were not planning, and we just kind of spontaneous was like, "Well, it we're was here. Right there. There. Yeah. Let's just go over there." And then we're like, "Should we just check it out?" And we didn't like it. We all thought, you know, it would have been way better if we were all together. But we did it and because we just wanted to see how it was. And I think for the most, not maybe the most part, but I think it was convenient for us at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be used is if, you know, you you just want to check out the ride or you like you said, Candice, you just want to ride it to get it off your list of the trip, which is fine. But then there's people who kind of abuse it and just write it over and over and over again because they love that ride so much and they're seeing the short time and it's just like are you really enjoying it that much that by like the fourth time you enjoyed it as much as writing it the first time because I would think that I would kind of be like okay this is boring Mm -hmm. well for our
3: uh personal experience during that time we had also like really explored well not really but like Looked around, walked around Galaxy's Edge. We weren't there for Smuggler's Run. We were there because it was there. And yeah, we were we like, wanted to be why not? Yeah. And by that point we had already tried, we really wanted to try both the blue and the green milk. So we were like, it's right here. Let's do it. Let's look around. Let's admire the view. Let's admire what they did. And it was so awesome. So awesome. And then whoever was like, Well, smuggler's run is there. Should we add that to the itinerary? We're right here. Why not? Let's go. And like, you know, no phones, no pre-planning, nothing. We were just there and we planned it out with the resources we had. Yeah. That was right in front of us, which Disney makes so convenient. Yeah. And we don't take much advantage of that. I think where how much convenience Disney really adds to your experience without the necessity of a phone.
0: Yeah. And people are so addicted to their phones like earlier I was mentioning the Snapchat filters in Genie Plus that like you can get you can take selfies in front of the castle and have it change what the castle is really cool cool things but why? Like I get it it's fun I would I don't want to begrudge people getting their picture taken in front of the 25th anniversary castle I without do. <laughs> without having to actually redecorate it to the 25th anniversary castle Google the 25th anniversary castle. No, don't. (laughs) (laughs) But everything that they do points you back to a device in your hand. And again, I think everybody at this table would say you're missing half of what Disney is when you spend all your time on your phone. But if that's what you want to
1: do, you do you.
0: Yeah, I just, I'm going to judge you for it.
1: It's sad. It's just sad when you see uh, you're at this, you paid so much money to be at this place and it has so much going on. If you're bored in Disney without a phone, you have a problem. You have a major (laughs) phone addiction issue and you should probably get help. Well, they're
3: like our everybody's safety blankets.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. nowadays, which like I, Mm -hmm. it's very understandable to be honest, but yeah, because it's so awkward to be by yourself waiting in a line that you have to get out your phone and play a game or pretend you're texting one because it's just it's so awkward to not be like talking to someone and be by yourself. It's like just kind of a self control issue where it's like
3: I took plenty of pictures like I'm not gonna lie. I took a lot of pictures and videos and stuff, but I also knew when to put my phone away. And be like, okay, I want a picture of that. Cool. Got it. We're good. Yeah. And um, I know plenty of people, to be honest, do that. And I just think that it should be something that should be more normalized is, you know.
2: Well, and taking pictures of something because you want to remember the memory. Yeah. Is completely different than walking down Main Street USA with your nose in your phone, yeah. bashing into sixteen people and missing the fact that Mickey Mouse and Minnie just rolled by on a float because you weren't paying attention. Yeah.
3: No way. No way. How I don't understand how people navigate on their phone while walking. Like it I couldn't yeah. pay attention. I'd be like, it's one or the other. And I'm gonna I'd choose to not <laughs> run into people. Not coordinated enough for that. No.
1: Yeah, it's just really sad how reliant we are on our phones. Mm-hmm. So
0: it is. Disney is also let's talking about more screen time. Disney is also kind of pushing people to screens with all their new ride systems as well. Mm-hmm. Like all of the the newest rides are kind of using the same ride system, and it's like you're watching a movie.
3: Yeah. I'm okay with some of it being like that because it shows advance advancement. I, I, that's a good word. Advancement in technology, which is something Disney is about, is just advancing and changing. But I also, um, I think I appreciate the rides that are, I want to say, like live action
2: more immersive more immersive
3: Winnie the Pooh Winnie the Pooh rather than (laughs) um looking at a screen because like you know flights of passage one of my favorite rides that's a screen and I think it's awesome Mm -hmm. and like Soren I know that's Scott one Mm -hmm. of your favorite rides awesome but there's also you know living with the land and ones that are like you're people in the story people mover where you're just like in it you are the movie you
1: want
3: to, yes, yeah. Yeah. So I
1: mean, I don't think I have it's gonna be a problem if they all change mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. See, that's, that's my to fear too, is that the simulation rides, they're really, really fun. But I think we all can agree that we have an appreciation for both, and maybe even the more traditional rides we have a little bit more appreciation for because Imagine having to create a really fun ride without any sort of screen or um, CGI or whatever we want to call it. Like, that's hard to do nowadays because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all used to, like, really cool CGI screens in front of our faces. And then we go ride, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like Winnie the Pooh or um, It's a Small World. It's a Small World. Scott's favorite ride. Um, <laughs> not just kidding. Or um Expedition Everest. We all really like that ride, and there was not one screen involved, you know. So yeah, I agree. I hope that there's just always gonna be that happy
3: medium. Yeah.
1: And well, and even with like
2: Soren, mm-hmm, we've seen the damage that can do when it goes more quote unquote high tech.
3: Mm. The, the Eiffel Tower is, does
2: not have a curve.
0: It is not, does not have a 45 degree bend.
3: No, it does not. (laughs) Well, I think it's kind of important. We leave those little imperfections in there because it shows the progression. And the same thing to be said about, you know, the rides that are immersive, like, you know, the people mover, it shows progression. It Mm -hmm. shows what they had to use back then versus what we have to use right now. And, That is like go on Spaceship Earth. And that basically explains Mm -hmm. the entirety of especially rides at Disney.
1: Well, imagine Spaceship Earth. Imagine this. What if, and I hope this would never happen. Tread carefully. (laughs) right, Right. Well, just imagine if they built that ride today. Like let's say it was a brand new ride that they built they would not be using animatronics no. it would all be some sort of screen 3D ride right am i right and that's terrible that hurts my soul yeah it's scary to also, be honest also well yeah cuz it's all it's all and i know it's fake right now but it's just like just think about all the people who had a hand in everything that went into the scenes of that ride. Mm-hmm. And just think about how maybe like half or a quarter of people would be involved in just one that was like a screen. You know? So. Well, and that's where I think it's so important with
2: Disney especially. To keep some of those traditions in mind. And realize where we've come. Mm-hmm. Because you have all the Imagineers. You have, going into their animation, you have Walt's Nine Old Men, which were the first nine animators that he worked with, that worked on some of the classic movies. But with this advent in technology, and while I think it's very important, we're also losing a lot of that. I agree. And it's scary, because it's taking some of that magic away, in my opinion. mm mm-hmm
0: and going back to what we recorded in the previous episode where it Disney has to change. Technology is changing as mm-hmm. a company they have to change. I wonder though how do we in specifically in the Disney context, how do we become less reliant on screens? How how do how does Disney help with that? Because like I'm even thinking queue lines. Disney's even forcing you on your phones in queue lines, if they have a boring queue line, now they do like the play
2: Disney.
0: They the play Disney app, so you, you're playing games while you're standing in line. To your what you were joking about earlier, Lacey, of, God forbid, you talk to somebody in line next to you that maybe you either from your party or from another travel party. You're all there in the magic. Like, right? Turn around and ask that person behind you, "What have you done today?" What, what's, what's been your cool experience of the day? Maybe you yeah. learned something from
3: them. Yeah. I think, um, which right now, probably not the best idea with uh, our whole pandemic and everything. Um, but I think Disney could really benefit with pushing more um, interaction between people. Like just um, interactive activities, not even like physical activities just like a cast member helping with entertainment because there's cast members that entertain you all over the parks like in World Showcase they just had like a random guy
1: dancing Mm -hmm. in Italy it was really fun to watch but like that wasn't my point well the thing is I know what you're trying to say is that when we stood in line for Seven Doors Mine Train Candace Mm -hmm. there are five barrels Seven. Seven. So, obviously, if you don't have a party of seven, you need to work with people you don't know with to spin those yes. barrels mm-hmm. in line. Which, people listening, if you have not spinned all of the barrels... Do it. We're not going to spoil it. Yeah, but. we won't spoil what happens. Just do it. And, you know, tell people around you. That's what Candace did. She just mm-hmm. kind of said, hey, everyone around the barrels, spin the barrels and watch what happens. And it was... And then... Not only did it was it fun for us, but then other people, we kind of shared, not to be cheesy, but we shared a moment with someone that we didn't even know. And I think that's what you were trying to yeah. say is that if they do, I think technology, not only at Disney, but just here, like in general, is moving in the wrong direction because it's kind of forcing us to be in our own little comfort zones, stay at home, um, you know, with that new oculus, Coming out, which is cool, but it's kind of making you like it's letting you experience things in your own home instead of forcing you to get out and experience Mm -hmm. it. And I just think that technology can move in a way that helps us get out a little bit more and talk with other people and stuff like that. It's almost like they're forcing you to isolate in a group of 100,000 people. Yeah, right. exactly.
3: It's like, why can't they just do some, like, fun announcements that's like, say the next person you see with yellow shoes. Say something nice to them. Okay, or I was like, going to
1: say, say what? I, I don't know.
3: <laughs> you have yellow um, shoes? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was like, <laughs> or like... um. Ask your neighbor how their day has been, or something, just to. Or get your nose out of your phone. <laughs> Look at
2: somebody that may get have a celebration phone. button and wish them a happy birthday, or a happy anniversary, or congratulations on your wedding, or congratulations for being here. Let's right? Celebrate. Yeah,
3: that's how like ideas are born through interaction through. Um, you saying how the world works differently through another person's point of view and Mm -hmm. that all comes with human interaction Mm -hmm. and it also will teach us to be a little more kind and considerate because I think us isolating which obviously like I said pandemic hello our safety is important just noticing that you are not the only person on this planet, even though it may feel like that because you're isolating. But you can also talk to someone from six feet away in a mask. You can also wave. We wave, say hello, and just be more
2: interactive. And I I, I think to your point, Laura, I think the state of the world right now we could really do with some unification Mm -hmm. and sort of getting back to a sense of community.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: yes, I do care about you as another human being Mm -hmm. rather than it's all about me. Right. And I think they could skew technology to kind of push that along. Yeah. Rather than just here's what's best for you Mm -hmm. right now at this moment.
1: You know what I think would help a lot of that is like when we rode smugglers run everybody has a part to do something like that and I think that kind of stuff like could you imagine being on a ride like the jungle cruise and being like okay person in the red you got to do this otherwise we're going down you know and just like having us all laugh together and work together and sharing a moment I think moving technology in a way like that mm-hmm. where you know I don't know I just think that would be fun yeah I think mm-hmm.
0: those are great ideas FOMO is a dangerous drug
1: the fear is.
0: of missing out is and so what do you do in disney right now if you have fomo you get on your phone you put your nose on the screen and you look for i have to do this and i have to do this and this is my shortest time the only way i can do everything is to find the shortest time for everything and until i think disney figures out a way to get people to not have fomo because of the price that they're spending it's going to be tough to pull away from screens. Yeah. It's going to be tough. There's probably an answer there, but...
2: The next thing I'm about to say is loaded with privilege, and I understand that. So I'm just going to own it. Price and Disney
3: are irrelevant to me. Well, there is a slight understanding there, though, that Disney can't be the way Disney is without money. No. The basic rule for everything. Yeah. And this, how this world works, unfortunately. You know, but like Disney, you said, and I think the previous podcast, um, that people expect Disney to be perfection. You cannot do that without the funds. There's simply no way, as much as we'd like to believe, that it's that way just magically. Like, I say this with the most heart for Disney, but it can't be done without that. And I, for my first trip, I know I had to work my butt off to be able to afford to go, but I, you know, with understanding that I do have that privilege though, but I did work for it, mm-hmm. um, but beyond that point, it's, you know, I completely agree with what you said. There's just an understanding there that that is the yeah. price you have to pay, mm-hmm. you know. There is a price, but yeah. I mean, mm.
2: I, I, I'm willing to pay what they ask me to pay, right? And, like, once it's done, once my trip is paid for, I don't think about that part of it anymore. When I'm walking down, when I'm walking underneath Spaceship Earth, I don't think, well, I just paid a hundred and something dollars to be walking in this space right now. No, 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 no. I'm like, there she is. Prettiest girl in school right there. (laughs) And I love it. And this is my favorite day.
3: Yes. Right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, off topic a little bit, but I think it would be very fun and very cute. And I don't know if Disney offers something like this, but, like, to start a little, like, kind of scholarship or a little program or something where if you want to donate a little bit of money for the people who can afford Disney and can afford it often, maybe, um, to purchase a trip for maybe a family that doesn't have something. I don't know how that would work because Mm -hmm. I know... Some people take advantage of that, and it could be really sucky. But I don't know. That was just something that came to mind that would be really fun if you, like, had, like, if us as a group donated an extra, like, 100 or $200 or something split between us, and then another group did that. And then, like, yeah, that's you a good, could yeah. fund a trip for
2: somebody. And you could even have the, the families that were interested in participating in that, like, submitted
3: application. Yeah,
2: and yeah. then, you know, yeah, that's yeah. an awesome. Sorry, idea. Yeah. fun, just it's a little idea. fun
3: thought because, you know, it's a, great offer. Idea.
0: it's a great idea. And the value of Disney is not out of line. No. no. So I did a little bit of math the other day because, like, Lacey, you said you don't like arguing with people online. I live for arguing with people online. Um, it's, I, I'm just an arguer by nature. I'll I'll take a contrary opinion. Debater.
3: Yes. But you're not. I'm a master debater. Stop it. I knew you were going to say, damn it. What? I'm
1: missing something. Wait.
2: (laughs) Ew.
0: (laughs)
1: She's still. We'll explain later. (laughs) Go on. I'm the dumbass. of
0: the (laughs) But anyway, I did some math on different forms of entertainment. So a family of four going to a movie is going to cost a couple hundred dollars.
1: Master? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go on. Okay, so (laughs) I...
0: Wow. Let me start that over again. So I did some math on entertainment... Uh, entertainment value for different things that you would do so disney's not out of line with what they charge so you figure a family of four goes to a movie 20 bucks each for tickets damn to go to a movie that's about what they are right
1: on regular tickets on
0: regular prices unless you're going to the five dollar movie nights that kind of thing but then you figure your family of four each if you give everybody ten dollars worth of snack credits you're up to 120 bucks. So you're talking $60 an hour of two hour movie, $60 an hour for going to a movie. You look at a Broadway show, typical like decent seats are going to be $75 and up. And that's the 75 bucks probably aren't even going to be great seats. So for a family of four, you're looking at $300, $400 for that. Plus if you go out to dinner, For an inexpensive, sort of nice dinner, you're looking at a couple hundred bucks or a hundred bucks. You're looking at five hundred dollars for two hours just to go to a Broadway show, style show. So you're talking what that works out to be a family of four divided by even three hours if you count dinner. You're talking about a hundred bucks or a hundred and twenty bucks an hour. Now put all this stuff into a Disney trip and you're per hour cost of a Disney trip, the math that I did came out to be about $83, That include, an, an hour, so that includes your hotel, that includes, it didn't include your transportation, but I put figured food, park admission, all of that, it's right in line with regular entertainment, and it costs the same at Universal, I looked up Universal tickets, their, their park entry is the same, their hotels are priced very similarly. So they're right in line with where they need to be from a value perspective. And so many people right now are well, they're charging me for Genie Plus. They're charging me to be in my phone. I'm it's not valuable anymore. I'm going to Universal. Bye. But it, it means there's one less person in the park that I have to deal
3: with. Honestly, <laughs> they would have found a way to spend that amount of money that they're spending on Genie Plus somewhere in the oh, parks, yeah. anyways. Like Disney does not jip you. At all. You get absolutely, even if not more, than what you pay for.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Okay. So this we didn't talk a lot about screens in this episode, but it was a fun conversation.
3: It all connects.
0: It all connects.
3: Our in advice, a great circle of life.
0: <laughs> our advice, I think, is get out of your phones. Right. Get away from the screens. Be immersed in the moment. It's important at Disney.
2: It is, because you mm-hmm. will miss something that you probably won't ever get back.
0: Yeah. And so this, we're going to wrap up this episode. This, we are coming up on the holidays when this one releases, will be the week before Thanksgiving. So we're going to call this the end of our first season. It's been an absolutely blast of a time to put together the, these last couple of months where the podcast, we're going to take a little bit of break from recording just because of the holidays and the busyness that comes with all of that. So this is going to be the last one. We'll see you again in January. Um, so in that the meantime, connect with us on our Instagram, on our Facebook. Talk to us. Chat with us. We're still going to be active on our social medias, um, and we'll be doing all of that kind of thing. We just won't be releasing new episodes until sometime in January um, when we record again.
2: And with that said, if you have ideas for our discussion topics for Season 2, please stop by one of our social medias and let us know.
0: Get into your phones. Put your nose in your phone. But then go make
2: magic with your family because it's the holidays and that's what that's all about.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Agreed. Whatever you celebrate or even if you don't celebrate, have a great last half of November and all of December. And we'll chat with you soon. And remember, there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. See you real soon.